Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, and Father God. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Mmm, Jesus. You are our bread and you are our wine. How about this verse? John chapter 6. Eat my flesh and drink my blood. <gasps> he's the bread and he's the wine of his own gospel. <laughs> Isn't that good? You guys been eating and drinking? You know how you can tell? In their souls, there's more fruits of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> A lot more fruits of the Holy Ghost than this. It's time for everyone to get into spiritual feasting. Without spiritual feasting, you'll never have a good time. There's no such thing as spiritual fasting. Only spiritual feasting. Religion is spiritual fasting, and that's why their faces are not happy faces. They're not happy faces. They're serious faces. They're stern faces. They're, they're faces of worry and concern faces. <laughs> Their faces are the faces that have not entered the joy. They don't know anything about heavenly Jerusalem, but they talk about it all day long. Guess who I'm talking about, guys? The salesmen of the gospel. They've been mimicking me and copycatting me every step of the way of this ministry, of every subject, everything I've ever taught, everything I've ever preached. We've had the counterfeit right alongside us, just faking it. And most people don't have discernment enough to understand the fakes from the real ones. There are so many wannabes, there are so many fakes, but I tell you, it's this simple to know the difference. Measure their joy. It's this simple. Happy face, real. Serious face, fake. It's that simple. That's all you need to discern spirits. And you know, because they won't have the glory when they're selling the gospel because they're sinning. And no glory can be around sin. <laughs> when a person is a lying hypocrite or a salesman of the gospel, all my enemies, you know, all of these goat ministers of Christianity that have tremendously hurt the bride of Christ, they've done so much damage. By the time people get through all these fake, false, phony ministers and get to us, they're so beat up oftentimes that we have to do all the cleanup work in their hearts and minds. And it's every day we've had to do it. And I love doing it. Nothing greater than restoring souls. It's just there's no reason why Christian ministers have to be damaging souls. They damage souls. The Bible calls them hirelings. <laughs> they're only in it for personal gain they're not in it for your transformation they don't care about you 
They just want numbers. You know, they're marketing their ministries. They're watering it down so the masses can listen to them. You know, they're doing advertisements to try to get as many people into their church as possible. They're not ministers. They're salesmen. (laughs) That doesn't help your souls. And then they get you in and do everything they can to keep you in and control you in their fake, phony churches of Christian religion. Now, it's not all of them, but it's most. Like I said, it's as simple as discerning happy faces or serious faces. And that way, Christians, you'll never listen to fake leadership ever again. Amen? (laughs) It's so simple, you know? And a little child shall lead them. Jesus Christ is like a frolicking lamb in the book of Revelation, it is written. He's a little child, 33 years old, a young man. Always happy, you know, carefree. You think he'd want to have him concerned. You know, a, a real leader should take these things more seriously. Not in heaven. Not in Jerusalem. That's not how it works. The joy of the Lord is our strength in Jerusalem. You got to get into false Christianity to get into all that serious and stern stuff and kill yourself in false light. You know, because that's what the devil's like. The devil is always serious. The devil's always stern. The devil's always religious. Jesus, never. He's a frolicking ewe lamb. Enter the joy, enter Jesus' mind. There's nothing happier. I mean, really, the happy face is the face of Jesus. We've redeemed it from drug culture. (laughs) Isn't that great? The happy face is the face of Jesus. Most people don't even know that. Most people think the serious face is the face of Jesus. Get a life. That ain't God. That's the devil. There's no mixture. I'm telling you, when this glory hits you, You better get ready to get happy. Because He will wipe every tear from your eyes as you enter the glory. Now, the glory's entered you. So please understand what I'm saying to you. When you ask Jesus into your heart, Jesus is that cloud of happy, positive energy. (laughs) I love describing it that way. He's a cloud of happy, happy, positive energy. And that's a fact, Jack. And that cloud of positive energy is the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. And people will want to market that energy, market that cloud. He'll just leave you. He'll just depart from you (laughs) until you can get real and right in your heart and mind with Him. you got to stay childlike. you got to stay free. And you can't mix it with Babylon. The reason why the Christians are so sad and so serious and it's like, can I even squeeze a grin out of your face? Lord, restore the joy of their salvation, please. It's hard to even look at their faces. They're not happy. They're not happy faces. They're not saved faces. So, God wants to do a great work in your faces because your faces are actually the fronts of your souls called your countenance you can always tell a person saved in their mind by how happy their face is (laughs) 
<laughs> ah, it's so fun telling the truth. We get so drunk because all this stuff is true. And I'm drunk on the spirit of truth. And that's the right way to be. I'm telling you. And God is so simple in His truth. It's the complication of lies that makes things confusing. I'm telling you. The, the spirit of discernment isn't like all this complicated textbook stuff. It's just like, are they happy faces or serious faces? I mean, that's advanced spiritual warfare training. That's the advanced righteousness of the throne of God, maker of heaven and earth. It isn't like, you know, going and getting your doctorate in religion. You know, it's not this advanced courses that people sell their books. You know? It's just, what a bunch of garbage. It's childlike. The most mature Christians are the most childlike Christians. It's the fakes and the phonies that become serious adults. Always. There's no exception to that. As it's written, a little child shall lead them. The leader of Christianity is a little child. Hmm. And wise men from the east could see the little child. And because they were wise, they could give frankincense and myrrh and gold and worship the child. How much wisdom does it take to follow the child, Jesus Christ? Well, there's enough graves here so you can gain that wisdom to follow the child of God. Jesus. <laughs> People are following some different Jesus when they're not following the child Jesus because ooh, 33 years old, he's exactly the same age. He's a young man. Kind of boyish. <laughs> Don't you turn a man in Jewish culture when you're 30? Thank you, Penny. When are you going to return to Joe's bar, Penny? When I feel like it, she says. Y'all recovered from the sickness? The food poisoning from the rotten salmon? It, uh, I was able to function in but it's not 90%. Watch what you eat, boys and girls. Not all fish is good fish. <laughs> There's some bad fish out there, guys. It gets you sick. Hmm. Holy Spirit, you got the, the wrong water flowing through you, you know. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You know, there is a parable in the scriptures where he catches a bunch of fish and he separates the good fish from the bad fish. Uh, Penny ate some bad fish and got sick. But hallelujah. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Glory. What do we call in this one? Hidden manna. Why? Because it's written in Revelation chapter 2, verse 17. For those who overcome, I will give them the hidden manna. And a white stone with a new name on it. So by eating the hidden manna, okay, which is the word of God from the throne of God in heavenly Jerusalem. Okay? The bread of life is the word of Christ. And this isn't the word that's from the earth. This is the word that's in heaven, it says. And that's what causes your new name, 
which is your new nature, to grow. Okay? That 2 Corinthians 5.17 nature is your new name. So, you have no identity in the flesh. You have no identity in your old name. I have no identity in Brandon Barthrop. I mean, I haven't had any identity in that name for 18 years. You should have no identity with your name. He's given you a new name. And to develop and grow in that new name, which is your new creation in Christ's nature, you have to eat the hidden manna. <laughs> hidden manna, it is hidden, but it's out in the open too. You know, it's like public ministry, but it's hidden from people because the darkness keeps them away. We're here to remove the darkness so the hidden manna is revealed manna. <laughs> Throne room bread is what it is. It is the greatest food for your spirit life that exists on earth. There's nothing better than the hidden manna. You'll lose identification with your old name and your old nature so fast, it'll be startling. The transformation doesn't need to be slow. It's as fast as you can let go of your old name. <laughs> can you let go of your old name? That's the only question that Jesus Christ asks you. Will you let go and just let all of the new name come forth? And the new name is written on a white stone. Heavenly Jerusalem. The foundation, the stone the builders rejected. The chief corner stone. The rock of ages. <laughs> not based on this creation. Not a part of time. Not the sands of this fallen universe. Not stardust. But in eternity. In the throne of Jesus Christ that made this world. And the throne of Jesus Christ is currently restoring this world. And you play a part in it as a living stone, a white stone, a glory stone in the building of the temple of the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb, the eternal church that is now forming in the earth. You are those living stones, and you have your new names, and you eat the hidden manna. You sit with Him on, on His throne. You dash the nations to pieces like pottery. You have the victor's crown of life on your head. He has come inside your bodies and possessed you. Now you fellowship with Him continuously. You're experiencing union with Christ. <laughs> and everyone that's in Christ that's not in their brains is in the unity of the brethren. Always has been. Always will be. We're just revealing eternity inside everyone's hearts. When you speak these words and you preach these preachings, you bring everything that's inside people to the surface to be judged. And let the angels do the work. They're picking out the bad fish. They're picking out the good fish. And everyone is changing the ones that are resisting are getting darker. The ones that are feasting and drinking are getting brighter. Shining ever brighter to the full dawn of day. That's God's plan for your life. 
And there's some stuff he's going to ask you to give up today so you can shine brighter. And you can trust Jesus that his brightness is better than anything you can hold on to in this world that's keeping you darkened in your mind. The chief enemy of your souls isn't lust. The chief enemy of your souls is religious pride. I've never seen more destruction to human souls. And a lot of these people are Christians. A lot of them speak in tongues. But there are things in their minds that are called religious idols, doctrines of man, doctrines of demons. All this stuff we learned in Bible college and church and Christianity and seminary, that even though it's right, the words, there's no life in it. It's a dead letter that kills. It's from the throne of the beast in Babylon. And the river Euphrates feeds that lying demon inside their minds. And it pulls people away from the glory of the freedom of the Son of God every day. And it's time to destroy religion. Do you realize destroying religion is exactly the same thing as destroying Babylon the Great? And there's only two cities mentioned, spiritual cities, in the book of Revelation. Babylon the Great and Heavenly Jerusalem. And when you destroy religion in us first, you know, we got to have it first. No hypocrisy here. You know, seven blazing torches through my mind, no religion. Okay, and by no religion it means total freedom, total glory, <laughs> nothing stale, everything growing and flowing and glowing right through the mind. Rivers of living water, seven blazing torches, always moving, the movement of the Spirit, never stagnant, never still. We're still, but He's not. He's a river. And He's moving through us, and He wants to increase His presence through us. But we can't do that when we have all this stuff in our mind that fights the Holy Spirit. You can resist the Holy Spirit. You can grieve the Holy Spirit. You can fight the Holy Spirit. It says the carnal mind or the brain wars against the Holy Spirit mind. The Holy Spirit mind is victory. The Holy Spirit mind is salvation for your souls. The Holy Spirit mind is available when you ask Jesus into your heart. He wanted to come up and take over the throne room of your souls. There is a seat of the mind in every single human body that's a temple of light and darkness on planet Earth. You know, people think the temples are, oh, I'm going into this building, this synagogue, this church, you know, and all the pagan temples and Buddhist temples and whatever. <laughs> Mosques and whatever. No, 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 no. That's how the fallen angels deceive everyone. Every human body is a temple. <laughs> you got to see it that way and get set free from that Gog and Magog global deception. The fallen angels are the ones that get people building orientated so they can possess the real buildings, your bodies, with their sons, the demons. <laughs> God the Father wants to wake you up with the truth so the truth can set you free that your bodies are the temples of the great glory. 
and 7.2 billion temples are here on earth. And just a couple people, a couple courageous warriors that know Jesus Christ and have been made full of the Godhead and have reached full spiritual stature and have been trained by the seven spirits of God into full maturity as sons of God with seven horns and seven eyes through the Lamb of God who possesses their souls will reveal the truth to the world (laughs) that there's no temples out there that's the deception and the forfeit of your human life to devils there's only a temple in here and this temple is only set free when Jesus Christ sits on the seat of the temple which is your mind right here on the other side of your forehead is a throne and not everyone's forehead is the throne of Jesus some people's forehead is the throne of the beast it is written how will you know a beast minded person is serious very angry when it comes to what they know (laughs) very controlling manipulative all the fruits of Satan are evident in their life and it's deceptive because oftentimes they're the most religious people because Satan is the author of religion Jesus Christ has zero religion in him whatsoever not a single religious drop in the mind of Christ. It's total freedom. That's why real Christians are persecuted by religious Christians every day since the fall. I mean, that's why Cain killed his brother Abel. Cain was religious and Abel wasn't. So he murdered his brother. Religion is the sin of murder. (laughs) I'm better than you in my own self-righteousness and my own self-efforts by what I do, by what I am, by what I am in my brain, by what I am in my body. Religion is the full separation of a human being from God. And it's in every church in America, big time. It's literally the spirit of Antichrist that sets itself up in the temple. The abomination that causes desolation that sets itself up in the temple. The Antichrist religious spirit. (laughs) truth and yeah so that's why I don't want people eating from people that are full of spirits of antichrist because you're eating and drinking death most ministers out there are not anointed that's why there's no joy and so their followers that are all trapped in Babylon are literally eating and drinking from the table of demons (laughs) And there's all kinds of slavery evidenced in their life attributing to the table of demons. If you eat from the table of the Lord, you're so free. You're so fun. You're so happy. You're so blessed all the time. And you're going from glory to glory. And the more you feast from the table of Jesus Christ, your heart and mind awaken in the spirit of Jesus Christ. And you can easily identify everything that's not God so you're never tricked again you know a lot of times people are just so tricked and it just bears such terrible fruit in their life it's like I'll try not to do that again and we learn from our mistakes and we get better and not bitter (laughs) if we don't learn from our mistakes 
we get bitter and not better. But there's always the blood of the Lamb. You can just smear it right on your mind gate forehead, the door of the house of your body. You can just put the blood of the Lamb right on your doorpost right here and just be like, Lord Jesus, forgive me. I just want you. I just want your glory. I just want your plans. Sit on the seat of my life, the seat of my body, the seat of my heart and mind right here and control my life. And now, when you give Jesus the reins of your bodies and aren't controlled physically, Satan can't control you. Satan can only work through the physical realm. Which means he can only speak to you through your brains. When you develop your spirit to a place of total surrender to Jesus Christ, Satan can't deceive you anymore. Satan can't trick you anymore. You have overcome the world or overcome the devil. There's a snake line, which is a mental elevation that you cross over, where your mind is glorified, transformed by the renewing of your mind, washed by the water of the Word, where your mind is at such an elevation on Mount Zion that you can see all the works of the devil clearly. You can see all the serpent lies that are flies of Belial. And you're above them. And now your whole mission in life is to flood the world with the glory of the truth that set you free. And that's why right now it's kind of like as it was in the days of Noah. Because when you can see all that crap that's got all, all the people deceived in their mental rape, you can begin flooding them with the living waters. That's why it's written, The Spirit and the Bride say, Come and drink. Drink the living waters of the Holy Ghost. And you're drinking will overflow into the world and wash away all the works of the devil. The greatest uh, symbolism of that I've ever seen was in the two towers when Treebeard shouts to the treants up the mountain and says, Break the dam! Release the river! And the river comes down and washes it. And then Treebeard says, All the filth of Saruman is being washed away. <laughs> Amen. All the filth of Satan is being washed away. From the Ezekiel 47 temples of the Holy Spirit River, which, are, which is our human bodies. Isn't that good? That's the truth anyhow. So you can keep drinking and your cups overflow, but... A lot of times people grow weary in their well-doing. Don't grow weary in your drinking. I have seen so many people come to the waters and drink and then leave. Ah, oh, it never goes well with them. They always regret it. They always regret it and some come back. You want to stay in the waters and keep drinking and grow in the drinking. Otherwise, you will go back into slavery because there's nothing else in this world except the Holy Spirit waters. Everything else is a deception. I mean, there's just no success, there's no happiness, there's no joy apart from these seven blazing torches, apart from the Holy Spirit waters, apart from the Holy Spirit fire. You can do nothing, you can have no satisfaction, no fulfillment, and you get to a place where you understand that completely and you're just fortified in the throne of Jesus Christ. You're not going anywhere and you just, I mean, that's the place you really want to get to. That's the place of total safety in your spirit, soul, mind, and strength. 
And that's the only thing we try to do with you people is get you to the exact same spot I'm at because you you know you can't teach anything that you yourself don't walk in. So you want to just only pour out into people what you have. Otherwise, it's just fake, hypocritical, you know, just information Christianity to just kill people. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But the tree of life is reproduced from the life that's in people bearing the fruit of the kingdom. The kingdom multiplies and the kingdom advances through fruit production, and the fruit has the seeds, which are the word of God. So the more fruit you have, the more seeds you have, the more sowing you have into people's hearts, and the greater you are in the kingdom by being a sower sowing seed, which is all the seeds of all the fruits of the Holy Spirit on your tree of life from drinking such gargantuous, word of the day, gargantuous amounts of the river of life, Holy Spirit. (laughs) I thank you, Father, for it. Thank you for drinkers that can drink gargantuous amounts of the river of life. There's no limitation to spiritual feasting, spiritual drinking. You know, you can drink yourself so glorified that you have entered the glory in every area of your soul and He's already wiped every tear from your eye. And you know because you're always happy. You're always just joyful and jubilant. And if you're not in that state of heaven, which is eternal joy, eternal glory, eternal ecstasy, eternal raptures, if you're not in that continuous state with all your soul, all you got to do is drink more of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit leads us into all truth. I mean, it's just a one-step process, the entire gospel, a river running through us. And the river's always changing us. The river's always growing us. But if you ever reject the river, you stop growing and you accelerate death in your life. But if you repent of the dry, arid places of demons and scorpions and snakes and all the crap of Satan and Egypt, that's just hell, and you get into the river, bam, all that stuff's gone from your life. The river is the salvation not just for your spirit, but for your entire soul and mind and body as well. And as it comes through your bodies, it will flood your cities and remove Satan from your cities. Amen? Satan will try to build up, you know, wood, hay, and stubble to resist the waters from entering people's faces. (laughs) Satan always resists the Holy Spirit. You know, that's the nature of the beast. The sheep always receive the Holy Spirit. He leads us and guides us besides still refreshing waters. I don't think there's still waters. I don't know. Might have been a scribble error. Lord have mercy. Fresh, tender, green pastures. I know he's got a lot of waters because I drink a lot every day. And it's as much as you can drink every day. It's infinite. From our Father in Heaven pours infinite amounts of life-giving water, infinite amounts of life-giving energy. And it's grace. So you boldly approach the throne of grace, and the spirit of grace is, anytime it says spirit, you can also equate that to waters, because they're spirit waters. Because everything that's spirit, everything in heaven, you know, is energy and living and active, and it's waters going through you. 
And you can receive it all in the cup of the new covenant. You can literally drink the cup of the new covenant and have all of Mount Zion washing through you in living waters. Because the Holy Spirit is Mount Zion. It's the mountain of the Holy Spirit. Heaven is when you're 100% in the Holy Spirit, spirit, soul, and mind. Sadly, a lot of people don't get there in their mind, so their bodies die, and then they go up to Mount Zion, the mountain of the Holy Spirit, and, and grow there. But the, pl- the thing we want to do now is get our minds to the place where our minds are always in this mountain of the Holy Spirit, and growing in the mountain of the Holy Spirit, and projecting the mountain of the Holy Spirit. That's why in Mary's song, in Luke, it says, My soul magnifies the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, the Lord is the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of glory. So you want to get to a place where your mind is magnifying the Spirit of God, the Spirit of grace. And as you grow in the Holy Spirit, you get to know the Lord, and you see He's seven blazing torches. And so those seven blazing torches start to come through you in perfection, and that's when Revelation 5-6 happens to you. And this is all by the Holy Spirit. We are born and raised of the Holy Spirit. That's the entire growing spiritual process for eternity. Everyone's still growing and glowing and flowing in the entire cloud of witnesses and all the heavenly Jerusalem and all the paradise. Everyone excels in strength. As it's written, all His angels, which are men and women in the cloud of witnesses that don't have their bodies, if you're a, if you're a spirit soul being that doesn't have a body, you're an angel. That's why... When they knocked at the door, you know, in the book of Acts, they said, it's the angel of Peter, because there's no way his body could be here. If Peter is here and his body is not here, that's the angel of Peter. That's a verse in the book of Acts. You know, here's the angel of Elijah. Here's the angel of Moses. Moses died, right? And his body was taken by the archangel Michael. So how is he with Jesus Christ in the mountain of transfiguration? Here's the angel of Moses, you know? That's who you are, in fact. That angelic nature is your new creation man. That is your new name on the white stone. Hidden manna is what grows your angelic nature. In the book of Psalms, that manna is called the bread of angels. Why is it called the bread of angels? Because it develops and grows your angelic nature so that maybe when you show up, they're like, oh, it's the angel of Sarah. It's the angel of Penny. It's the angel of Josh. (laughs) You know, because you're so 100% in your new name on the white stone because you've been eating the hidden manna. You're so angelic. In Jesus' name, that's God's plan for all your lives. That will remove all the curse from your life. So you have no identification with your old name. No identification with your brain or with your flesh, so that Satan can never deceive you again. And that's what the Holy Spirit's doing by training you right now in this eternal fire education is so that all of your identification of who you are as a being is in your spirit and soul, glorified by seven blazing torches. Without the seven blazing torches, you'll never have those seven horns and seven eyes coming out of your head. And you need those seven horns. And you need those seven eyes. Because they're the seven spirits of God. Revelation 5-6 is the lamb that was slain. We asked Jesus into our heart. Did you keep him in your heart? Or did you let him 
take over your whole soul. A lot of people just keep them like a caged lion inside their heart. Not me. Not this company. We let the lion of the tribe of Judah and his seven blazing torches out through our souls to fully possess the interior castle and clean every room of our soul. So we're the full possession of Jesus Christ with no mixture, you know, nothing in this soul that doesn't belong to Jesus, that isn't possessed by the line of the tribe of Judah. 100% sanctified, 100% holy, and set apart for the king's use. No exceptions. And you can get to that place just by being in love with Jesus and surrendering everything in your soul to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's His goodness that causes us to surrender, which is repent. Realizing that He knows better than I do. He has better plans than me. I'm done trying to do it in my own strength, my own ideas. Yield your understanding. Yield everything in your mind to Jesus. Yield your will. Get your souls 100% crucified so you can experience the Lion of the tribe of Judah and seven blazing torches through your face, through your soul, through your countenance. Only then... Will you have the joy of your salvation restored? And Psalms 23, He restores our souls. That's the restoration of your souls. The seven spirits of God through your entire interior castle in Jesus' name. Amen. Partner with Red Letter Ministries, you can donate at redlettermen.com. It's a sacrifice. Every single church of the Apostle Paul got into sacrificial giving. There's not one exception in the Bible. Try it today and donate at redlettermen.com and be blessed. We love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.